This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat, is back. Happy Friday, everyone. Um, I, I didn't even tell. I, Dipperstein and, and, and SUG might think we're, they're doing an episode today. And my schedule is such that it would have just been annoying. And we had to work early today. I knew Troy would be excited for early work. It's how you do. And uh, we had a guest opportunity. I thought, oh, you know what? Let's go to Perth. Because the timing will be, it's nighttime. And I said, we could probably get one of the biggest stars in Perth, Australia to come on this show. As big and important a guest as you could get leading into the chamber elimination. And that's why my friend Byron Saxton will be on the show today. Byron is, in all seriousness, Byron is a hell of a guy. He is a jack of all trades. He's such a good dude. You will fall in love with this man today. Uh, So we're going to have Byron Saxton, who's in Perth. Uh, Come on the show later, talk about his career, talk about what's going on in Perth, and just have some general fun and get some stories from Byron Saxton. Obviously, I'm going to have a long-ass 24-hour period between now and getting through the kickoff show tomorrow, which starts at 4 a.m. in New York, 1 a.m. to all our West Coast people. Now, Europe, it's awesome. I expect all of our listeners in Europe to be on board with that kickoff show. You guys better be in there. Boom. Fresh. 9 a.m. On it. Um, But yeah, I am looking forward to the show. Um, Here's what we have. It is not a huge card. We have the Kabuki Warriors defending the tag titles against Candice and Indy Hartwell. We have the Judgment Day versus the New Catch Republic of Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. Becky, Bianca, Liv, Tiffany, Stratton, Naomi, and Raquel. And we have Rhea versus Nia Jax for the championship. Excuse me, of course. And lastly, 
Drew, Randy, Bobby, L.A. Knight, KO, and Logan Paul. In the men's chamber as well. Um, I don't want to go chalk. Like, chalk would be, when people say chalk, in case for some reason you have not heard that phrase, chalk, going chalk means all favorites win, right? All the favorites cover. Um, I don't want to just go Becky, Rhea, Drew. I, I hope we get something there that we're not expecting. Can't imagine it's Rhea, right? Can't see Rhea lose. I mean, that would be, you want to talk about something? Imagine Rhea if she lost the title in Australia. Insanity. Insanity. But I imagine that won't happen. So then you go to the women's match. I do think it's not a foregone conclusion that it's Becky. Bianca and, and, and Rhea still have a lot of storytelling to do as well. Obviously, that it's, it's, we're getting telegraphed more Becky. I frankly don't see it being Liv, Tiffany, Naomi, or Raquel. Although with Naomi just coming back, that would be interesting as well. Naomi and Rhea. Interesting. Yeah, I don't see it though. I, I, I think it's Becky or Bianca. Um, I think Rhea wins. Is there a chance that we get something different? I think Drew McIntyre is going to get Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. So I don't think Drew wins. Which means it's a bit of a wild card for who would win this match. How about Logan Paul? Calling out Seth Rollins, a rematch, a WrestleMania rematch, Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. Title versus title of Jace. Instead of, it's, it's Hogan, Andre, Jace. Instead of the IC title, it's the U.S. title versus the world championship. I, I, I don't expect it, but it, it could happen. I just don't, I just don't think Drew, I just don't think Drew, you know, I just don't see it being Drew. Drew feels so telegraphed to me. Um, I'm not saying it couldn't be interesting, but you've been doing all of this other stuff with Drew and Sammy. I just don't know that we need that right now. And even though Drew's hot, is he hot enough to be the guy who takes it off Seth right now? I don't know. I do not know. So I, I like Logan Paul to surprise and throw him on that big mania poster as well. Next week, we'll get back to mailbag. Next week, we'll get back to uh, the great Brian Dipperstein and stack guy, Greg. Um, I watched all of AEW Dynamite this past week. I do have to say one thing about Dynamite. I can't sleep on Christian. Now, here's my, here's the, I, I, I found a good way to formulate what my issue is. And I'm sure AEW fans, if you still listen to the show, um, maybe I don't vocalize it the right way when I'm critical of, of storylines. The problem is because I'm a casual fan, they don't re-up. Like if WWE, if WWE notoriously tells you over and over again a story to the point that you're like, okay, we know the story. AEW does just the opposite. They assume you know every story which is why I see people and I'm not familiar with them, even though the hardcore fans are. Does that make sense? So a lot of the Christian story, I kind of was like, ah, oh, do I care? I don't know who these people are. I don't remember the gauge story. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then when I look it up and my friend Brian Mann is there to give me background, I'm like, oh, yes, that is fun. So the Daniel Garcia-Christian Cage match at, at, at Revolution, is that what the one is on March 3rd? That actually is fun. 
I'm I'm here for it. The the Christian Christian being everybody's father is a he's doing some damn good heel work. So I want to take a moment and give love to to Christian Cage and I still am enjoying the Tony Storm of it all as well. But let's focus on elimination chamber. Let's focus on what's going on in Perth, Australia. And this is a big deal. This is a big deal. Let's bring in my good friend, Byron Saxton. Oh, there's something going on. Friday edition of Cheap Heat. Although this is a special sort of edition. Um, no, no, don't don't nod your head, Byron. Not because you're here, of course, but because we didn't have a Tuesday episode this week. So this is this is the only episode of the week. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's also special because my good friend Byron Saxton is joining us all the way from Perth, Australia. Just call me Outback Sax right now. Yo. <laughs> Fitting in with the crew. Big. You're giving big. You're giving big Outback Jack vibes right now. Yes. That's the whole objective here. Okay. <laughs> my whole um, purpose. I, I, I realized something scary uh, to everyone listening. Welcome to the show. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to Byron about a bunch of things, but I realized something scary. So I, I came on to do the show and Byron and Troy were there before me. I got there at nine Oh two. They'd, they'd been there probably for a couple of minutes chatting. And I thought this is a dangerous combination of people. I don't, were you guys already talking about health in some way? We were talking about caffeine consumption, caffeine consumption. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you are two of the craziest people I know. I don't know that I want you guys talking. I don't know. <laughs> I was enjoying the conversation. I don't know about I, Troy. I, but I, was, I, yeah. You interrupted no, us. Yeah. We were, we were very pleasant together. I know. That's what I'm saying. I worry you guys are at like, so Troy doesn't, Troy's not big. He's a minimalist. Okay. An actual minimalist. Like he doesn't have stuff doesn't believe in stuff, doesn't eat for fun, really, mostly just eats for, you know, nutritional value, and that's it. Um, sound familiar, Byron Saxon? I take that, yeah. Food is fuel, okay? It doesn't have that's to be it. pleasure. Oh, my God. You know, Amen. <laughs> Taste doesn't matter. Just get the nutrients. Get in, get out. Preach. Preach, Troy. Uh, by the way, these guys could end up married by the time this podcast is over. I just want everybody. <laughs> married in health. I've been on the lookout for a favorite wrestler. So <laughs> there, you, well, there you go. Well, unfortunately, you may not see a Byron Saxton match unless Stone Cold comes back to stun him again. But yeah. Um, so, Byron, first of all, I want to hear what's going on in Perth. But before we get there, we've I've never had you on the show before. And, I've, and you know what? I realized I'm trying to be better about doing these things. Sometimes you say things about someone. Okay. You make fun of someone to their face, mm -hmm. but you don't compliment them to their face. You compliment them behind their back. I, I think that's sort of the good way to be right. Like a bad person is nice to your face and talks shit about you behind your back. Right. I fancy myself to be a good person. Um, was, if it's someone I like, I talk shit to your face and I compliment you behind your back. Should, I, I, also should realize, I turn around? Should I turn around and make you feel better? Yeah, I'd feel more. Yeah, yeah. Go so ahead. Hold on. Turn around. Compliment me. Yeah. Now. All right. Okay. I'm going to. Okay. So Byron's not here. So I want to say what I say to other people. I think low key Byron Saxton is one of the most talented, underrated people in all of WWE, a, a fantastic broadcaster. Versa. Turn around. Sorry. 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 I got excited. A versatile broadcaster. Um, who can do basically anything. He's a jack of all trades. And frankly, 
He's incredibly loved by everybody there and an integral part of WWE now for, I don't know, since a couple years before I got there. And that's it. All right, fine, Byron. You can, you can turn back around. Oh, you really like me. You really, really like me. I do. I do. I think, I think, and I, and I know everybody else does as well. Um, but really you've done everything during your time there. You do everything. Well, you roll with the punches, your gigs change, but there's always a gig for you doing something pretty prominent. Um, how would you describe your, your run at WWE thus far? Um, I think that's kind of where my niche lies is just really being that chameleon. Um, and I've been thinking about this lately too. It really goes back to when I first got signed and I joined FCW at the time, the developmental territory for WWE and Dusty Rhodes, God bless his soul was, was kind of running things down there from a creative standpoint. And he was the one, when I walked in the door, you know, I came in there to wrestle, but I also had experience on the independent scene you know, doing some commentary, doing some ring announcing. So when I walked in the door, he wanted me doing everything. You know, one week I'd be, I'd be working in the ring. The next week I'd be managing somebody. The next week I'd be doing commentary on the FCW TV show. So that was kind of the way of life for me, you know, for years <laughs> under the WWE umbrella. What year, what year are we talking about? So I, I first got signed in September of 07. September 07. All right. Wow. So that's, it's, yeah, it's, it's been a minute. It's 17 years ago. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're knocking on 17. So, um, so yeah, I think, you know, that's where I kind of feel comfortable. It, you know, I, I, I think I'm, 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 I guess I'm similar to you in the sense of if I'm just doing one job forever, like my mind just gets kind of bored, you know, I need to constantly be challenged. I need to be stretched. So him doing that for me kind of laid down the groundwork for what I do now. You know, hey, go commentate. Okay, go bring an outside a live event. Okay, go fill in on the bump. Okay, go interview backstage. Okay, like it just gives me, it gives my mind something fresh to continually focus on. So I kind of like that space, you know. <laughs> and you and you've been and you've been excellent at it. What, what do you think? Which one do you enjoy doing the most when you show up to a day of work and you find out you're doing blank for the day? If if you could pick anything, like if you were to show up tomorrow. Uh, to the building um, and they say, all right, Byron, you're doing blank today. What would be the, the top choice for you? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, honestly, it just, I'll bring up the backstage interviewing as an example. And, yeah. and you've been in that realm. So you, so you know kind of what the speed is for me. I really enjoyed the creative aspect of working with different superstars, um, trying to get a certain point across working with the, the floor managers or the producers there who are with me and trying to figure out, Hey, here's the objective. What's the best way to do this? What's the best way to shoot it? How can we ask this question differently? So I love that that challenges me. We kind of challenge each other to make that happen. Um, uh, the other thing I absolutely love are just live events. You know, any, really? any superstar will tell you that's the most fun they have because you're not worried about the pressures of doing TV. You're not confined to whatever time restraints that they, they, place on you. It's go out there, have fun, interact with the people. And to me, it's so cool just even as a ring announcer, because I know that we're able to give those fans an experience that they normally would not get coming to a Monday Night Raw or Friday Night Smackdown. And so I always think about that little kid that I used to be, you know, who would wait all year and see that, hey, WWE is coming to town. 
and, you know, get all pumped and excited. So I was thinking to myself, man, like, how can we make this so memorable for them so they never forget it? So they tell their friends, hey, like, I did something unique. Sure, I watch Raw and SmackDown every week, but, like, I went there live and, like, Cody Rhodes took a picture with me or, like, this superstar came to the crowd. Like, what can we do differently for them that gives them a lifelong memory? So that, that's so gratifying to me. So you so you really enjoy just straight-up ring announcing on if, if, if you get a call— if if you get the email that hey we're gonna need you to do a, a week of house shows you you're pumped for that too dude I love it I love it I I, I mean for me it's just it's it I, I talked about earlier just that creative aspect of challenging myself and the live events allow me to do that you know hey I'm gonna pull this kid out of the crowd how can I make his night you know how how can I tell his story to this crowd that you normally would not get if we were doing a live TV show? So just kind of traveling off the beaten path a little bit to entertain people is it just brings me joy. And and on top of that, you get to actually spend time talking to these fans. You know, a lot of times we have that tunnel vision where we're doing you know the PLEs or our TV shows to where we're we're talking to the red light, and the fans are sometimes a backdrop. But at the live events, like. Dude, we're, we can give you quality time. I can get to know you. I, you know, I, I remember one time meeting a guy who, um, he was a veteran. He was probably gosh, 75, 80 years old. And it was his first WWE show. Wow. And he was so excited to be there. And I had a couple minutes just to talk to him and hear his story. And normally you don't get that time. And so, you know, as much as we travel and as much as it can feel like Groundhog's Day, like just week after week after week, when you can sit down and hear how important what we do is to someone like that or a young child, that just like fills up your cup again. You know, yeah. it reminds you of why you do this. So that's another reason why I love live events so much. Now, there's so much that people don't know about Byron Saxton. That's pro that's probably a good thing. No, no, it's probably a good thing for all of us, for all of us. No, it, it's funny though, because in a lot of ways, you know, you're on people's TV a lot, but you're also maybe even in my opinion, a little bit more integral backstage than people realize uh, you're just such a part of, of everything. Um, and you have relationships obviously with everyone. Like you said, you've been around forever and you do everything. So, you know, everyone, you also have a unique personality backstage in that Byron may be the nicest. I mean, we work at a place that no matter what anyone says, it is really filled with some of the nicest people in the world. I mean, just truly week to week, no matter what, there are wonderful people from the most behind the scenes to on to Cody Rhodes. It is, there are wonderful people to deal with. Um, but Byron, even in that group, you stand out as among the kindest, warmest people that we deal with. You also play almost like Byron almost has a character backstage. He, it's, it's hard to explain if you haven't lived it. But like I, my guess would be that the Byron Saxon backstage, who's essentially often jobbing out to JBL or whatever veteran broadcaster is around and is the master of no selling. I mean, the man no sells everything. He never gets upset. There's no ruffling this dude. I mean, sometimes like he's working and it'll jokingly seem offended, but it's never actually offended at anything that happens. How did that sort of bit kind of begin? Because it's hilarious. And JBL, I have to imagine it starts with JBL. Yeah. But kind of tell me where that bit goes back. I don't know if I call it a bit. I mean, it's just me, man. Like I've never been an aggressive human being. Like I've never been the guy to, 
you know, maybe a playful rib here and there, but nothing like I, I've never been the loud, boisterous human being who's going to come in there and be like, oh, you, you should have done this better. Da, da, da. Oh, yeah, you're this and that. Like, it's just it's just not me. Like, I'll be the punching bag all day because that's I guess that's kind of what I've always been. Um, even And I know that sounds really weird as I'm saying it. <laughs> no, you, it sounds sad in some way, but it's not. No, no, it's totally cool. Like, punch me. I'm fine. I can take it. <laughs> Um, no, but I guess I think, especially in this world, this industry where everyone's like a tough guy and, and especially when you walk in the door for the first time in this company, it's very intimidating. And, you know, one of the things, and you can vouch for this too, is that a lot of times it's, it's, you're, it's frowned upon to be vulnerable. You know, it's frowned upon to, to uh, let your emotions kind of fly a little bit. Like, you know, it's, it's more, Hey, you gotta, you know, gotta be tough and just suck it up. And I'm like, like it's, 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 it's life, man. We're all human. You know, isn't it funny like, too? Isn't it funny that that's such a built in part of something that ultimately is all a work and yet, and yet you have to also be like tough, but it's like, but wait a second, everyone who's here basically with the exception of maybe like Brock, basically decided you didn't want to be a pro tough guy. You no. wanted to be a pro performer. You wanted to be an actor. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. Like when I was a kid, when I was a kid and my, my parents asked me if I wanted to be an amateur wrestler, I'm like, no, that's too hard. <laughs> I don't want to get thrown Yeah, I want to get hit by the chair instead. <laughs> right, exactly. But no, but like I'm not, I'm not a tough guy. I've never been a tough guy. So I see no purpose in me pretending to be a tough guy. So I think that relates to what you're, what you're kind of, you know, pointing to is that not, dude life's too short you know it's 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 too short to to try to be something you're not or try to project an image that's not you because this to me this job is such a blessing you know and the lives we're able to touch is, is such a reward and i try not to take that for granted you know 16 years almost 17 years in um i appreciate every day because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow so in doing that i just want to maximize my enjoyment at work, it's tough, it gets stressful, but I don't want to go and I don't want to, you know, heaven forbid something happens tomorrow and I'm going, man, why did I act that way at work yesterday? Like that wasn't me. You know, why did I try to project this image that wasn't me? Well, you know? I, I, listen, I, I have that. I have to tell you, I, I still struggle with that. Not in terms of how I interact with the people I work with, but in terms of the way I interact with the audience at times, because radio is live and the, both, both formats that I do, not that, not when I'm to podcasting, but, but more so when I'm live, I have this free form, which is great, but sometimes you don't have time to check your ego in the moment, you know, like, because you're lot, it's all a freestyle, right? So like yesterday, for example, I had a moment that hit me where like, I just felt like talking shit about someone who I've always had a back and forth with and listen, they deserved everything that I had to say, but, but it's still in the end, I don't end up feeling great. And I've had this happen over and over again, my whole career. And I'm like, I'm still, as I, I said afterwards, shortly after I was like, Hey, I'm still working on myself. I don't love that. I do things like that, but it does happen. And, and I, 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 when, when you're live, it can happen, but in the end you end up going, ah, I, I wish it's not so much how I projected to that person. I don't like that I projected that way to the audience though, where, where they, you know, I, I acted so whatever. So I completely feel you every day that you're at work, when we have such a blessed opportunity to just connect with people, how can we ever be in a nasty mood? 
Um, but you know, listen, you have your hard days. I remember there was a day at some point a while ago, you know, and as, as, as we said, Byron gets all these different jobs. So with that comes, Hey, you're doing, you thought you were doing one thing. You have seven. Then there are days where like, you're doing seven things. And then he's like, I got nothing. Like yeah. I just sat here all day. I mean, and then they're like, Oh, well hang out. Cause we might be doing a press conference after. And you're like, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So what do you, how do you get through those days? Cause I've never seen you. I mean, I'm not saying I've never seen you sitting there looking like, well, I'm ready to get out there, but you certainly aren't pissing and moaning. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm human, you know, it's, it's not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and say that things don't get frustrating at times. Um, but I do actively work hard to not let it fester. You know, I may go back to the hotel that night and sit there and go, man, that kind of sucked. Um, but I, I don't, and it's, maybe it's not the healthiest thing to do, but you know, I don't like calling up a friend or a family member and really just expounding on it and dwelling on it because I know I'm putting more energy into what brought me down and therefore I'm going to feel it the next day and the next day and the next day. So I just try to, I really work hard to compartmentalize and go, okay, this was tough, but I'm still here. I felt bad today, but I got a chance to be better tomorrow. So, and that's, I mean, that's like, we're all working on ourselves. That's an active process for me so that I don't just go haywire and lose my mind. And if, and if anyone's out there listening, going, we've never heard anything this positive on cheap heat before. How, how is this possible? Who is this man? <laughs> you, you are a man of, you are a man of faith. Yes. That is, I'm guessing that does play a big, a big part in your ability to kind of, kind of find the positive side all the time. A huge part. A huge part. I mean, I, you know, I respect what anybody believes out there. Um, you know, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ as my savior. And, and he, that, that has been a huge guiding light for me and how I carry myself. Because I always think, you know, God talks about loving your neighbor, you know, forgiving those who have wronged you. So if someone says something to me that hurts or, you know, I feel a little angst towards someone, I, I, I you know, have to kind of get back to my place, get back on the word and remind myself this is what you want to be. So if you react this way, then you're stepping away from your objective as a human being. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of my, my accountability. You know, this is the standard I want to maintain. And yeah, there's times where I don't maintain it. There's times where I do fail, but I'm always striving to stick with this spot as opposed to going down the other way. For those who are listening, by the way, in, in Byron's description of that, he almost went into a full Hulkamania pose down as describing it. You, you, oh, you, brother. I, I don't know if you realize that. Um, <laughs> it was also, on purpose. Maybe, totally on purpose. Also, if, if you're listening, you know, while I'm praising Byron, you also should know he is a psychopath. Um, a lot of myself, at least, and some uh, other people in WWE have taken notice of the way Byron eats. He is the most disciplined eater ever. And recently, about, I don't know, a couple of months ago, myself, uh, Chelsea Green, and Maxine Dupree spent like a good 45 minutes just grilling Byron on food. <laughs> you know, and and obviously, it's not particularly interesting coming from me because I'm a schlub. But but hearing it from Maxine and Chelsea, who obviously, they, you know, <laughs> they do their job to be, be in pretty damn good shape themselves. Hearing them also marvel at Byron's discipline was hilarious. Now, one thing that we, I can't even open the whole bag of tricks here because it's, it's so much. You're very disciplined, basically six and a half days a week. Wouldn't you say Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah. 
give yourself a meal or two. One sheet day, one sheet day a week. And now let's, but so, so let's, to get a little bit of insight, when was your last cheat day? Uh, so actually my last cheat day was our travel day to Australia. Um, I had to adjust it accordingly because of just the way scheduling works. Just to out. make so it I, easier for you. Just to make it easier for me. So I figured, okay, I have a whole day. We flew out of, uh, Ontario, California. Um, I flew into LAX that day. So I was like from, uh, from Fresno cause we had live events the night before. So I said to myself, okay, I'll get to LA, um, have a couple cheat meals. Uh, and then, uh, hop on board for this 20 hour flight. And once I get to Perth back on track, back on it. So what did you end up eating on these cheat days? If you will, the cheat day. So I went to, uh, there's an area called Playa Vista in LA. Sure. sure. Uh, there's, there's nice whole foods there. I, be, so, I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not some Spanish expert. I'm confident it's pronounced Playa Vista though. Is it Playa Vista? I I'm like confident. Playa Vista. It's an homage <laughs> to Teddy Long. Oh, oh yeah. Like, like if Teddy Long went there, he would say Playa Vista. So I'm going to call it yeah, Playa yeah, Vista. No, absolutely. Okay. Holla, holla, holla. Holla, holla, if you will. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but no, so they, they have a, they had a Whole Foods there. And uh, By I the got way, this there. cheat day already sucks. I just want to say, this Wait is what I'm talking about. Your you cheat day starts me? at Whole Foods? When's the last time you went to Whole Foods? I, I it's it, often it's it's delightful. All right, continue. You know what? Let me not judge. Okay, You're yeah, right. I'm, I'm going to be better jump than the that. gun on me. Okay? okay, here we go. Let's hear. So I go doing. to so I go to Whole Foods, and Whole Foods has a nice little assorted pizza section, right? Okay. So pizza I got nice. a, a a barbecue chicken slice of pizza. Wow. Yeah. And then and then, and then? Uh, in that same area of Playa Vista. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What else do they have? Oh, uh, I went to uh, I went to a place called Urban Plates, and uh, I got a nice meal, chicken, rice, and veggies. But then I got like they call it a a cowgirl cookie. Oh, a cowgirl. See, you didn't know that was coming. I got a, no. I did. Like, it's about this large, sizable like cowgirl cookie. cookie. It's like a chocolate chip okay. cookie with some raisins in there. So I had that um, with my pizza. Right. And then, and then wait, wait, wait. the cookie, the cookie had raisins in it. Yeah. That's why it's a cowgirl. So cookie. far, I just want, I just want to be clear this cheat day so far, while there was one slice of pizza after that, it was a basically like a, a chicken rice health meal followed by a raisin cookie. Here's the thing. Cause I can't over pollute my system with toxins, right? Like I'm not used to eating like this. So I have to have a balance. Sure. I can't just go crap, 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 or else I'm going to feel like crap, 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 crap all day. But if I go crap, good, crap, good, now it's that ebb and flow of balance yeah, that okay. I have on my cheat so, day. So after the, after the, the urban plate and, and the, the rice and the chicken and the, and the oatmeal raisin, what do we do after that? So I drove to Ontario where okay. we were going to be flying out that night and I found a meal prep place. So I picked up a couple meals there uh, for the flight because I don't, you know, again, I'm just... I'm a little weary about having to subject myself to being served on an airline for food, you know, because I could be hungry and then have to wait an hour. This, was, this flight wasn't private. It you was a commercial. It, it was. So it, it was so yeah. Yeah. However, I mean, there's a, a couple hundred of us on the flight. So, right. I mean, you never know. They could run out of food, which did happen. So that this is me controlling my own destiny. So I made sure. Yeah. So I had a couple meals ready to go. Now, to your point, before I got on that flight, my Here last cheat meal. Here we go. Let's last get it. Here meal, we go, Byron Saxon. Okay. Let's get it. Yes. Was a giant turkey and cheese sub from Jimmy John's. Boom. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. <laughs> I, I huh? can. I can. Come on. I can already with mayonnaise. I can feel, with mayonnaise, I, dude. I can, that's I not can an everyday feel, thing. I can see Maxine and Chelsea's eyes rolling at Come the on. turkey, white bread, turkey. white bread, white bread. Okay. 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 What about a side, though? Did you have a side? Dude, it's a. Have you had a giant snow no from side. Jimmy okay. John's? You don't no have room for a necessary. side after that. No. No. You did. You did a twelve inch. Yeah. Big Daddy. So I go hard in the paint. That's why. <laughs> good for you. You had a Thank turkey you. sub. Thank you. Turkey sub. You had a slice of pizza. I don't know. Yeah. That was good stuff. So a slice yeah, of I pizza see. and a cowgirl cookie. And a cowgirl. Yes. Okay. All right. Back back to your back to your Outback Jack look that you're you're sporting today. Mm-hmm. Um, how has how has Perth how has Perth been so far? Uh, what is the energy like as we head into the big elimination chamber? So it's been very hot. Uh, it's been like how 40, are we talking? Forty degrees Celsius, which translates into like hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, <laughs> it's br- like <laughs> brutally hot. And I made the mistake of wandering the streets of Perth today. Um, looking for a museum and looking for some food. And I felt like I was going to collapse. Wow. Like eight, eight, like so, a- so what's it going to be like at Optus stadium in the ring? You think come tomorrow evening, they say it's here, actually tomorrow morning. Yeah. They say it's supposed to cool down. So I think t- today was the worst of it. Okay. Um, but this is apparently just normal for this time of year in Perth <laughs> to be, but that's still, but even if it cools down, I have to imagine we're looking in the 80s. Yeah. Low low 80s during these matches or something. Well, you, well, you figure, I mean, you know, with the sun going down, but you got a lot of body heat in that stadium as well to deal right. with. Um, but I'm just, I'm hoping for the sake of everyone in that ring that it's going to be manageable. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Have you had experience in, in past years um, interviewing The Rock? Uh, you know what? No, I've never actually interviewed The Rock. He did have a, uh, I remember when he came back a few years ago and I was on commentary at the time and uh, I was identified as the quote, black guy he doesn't know. So that was- I remember that. <laughs> do you remember <laughs> I remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. Because yeah. I have to, don't, I have to imagine- especially with this version of the rock that we're seeing now, which is so fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, does it make you get a little bit excited? Like, couldn't you just see the rock healing off on you in an interview in a wonderful way? Dude. I I mean, look, I've watched this my entire life. I've been a fan my entire life. So I was there during the attitude era, you know, watching the rock as he was part of the nation of domination and coming to his own and, you know, using his catchphrases going to high school. So yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You know, I, I hope that day comes. You think you could, you'd be fine taking a rock bottom. I mean, I took a stone cold stunner. I'm sure I could take a rock bottom. Now let's, let's talk about that stone cold stunner you took. Was that your only one? Well, I took two. Uh, So there was one, if you recall, uh, during the days of the performance center raw, like right before the Thunderdome era. Oh, I remember it well. Yeah. 316 day. Yep. So there was that. And then of course the second one at WrestleMania. Where do you rank? Because I, I have you very highly. I think I think of you very highly. Oh, don't ask, don't ask me what I think you're going to ask me. <laughs> Where do you rank your ability to take a stone cold uh, stunner? Because Byron, no. you you let's be honest, you killed it. You 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 know you did. That's you. I, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and put myself over and talk about how well, I I did it. You know I should be rated top five. No, I'm not doing that. But it you happened. were. But you okay? Were you happy with it? I was happy with the experience. Which one? My, which my, one? Meeting was better. My uh, my crotchero region wasn't as thrilled with it. Um, <laughs> your crotchero region wasn't region wasn't thrilled. If you go back to the first stunner, it took a lot of trauma. Kick came in a kick came in a little high. A little, yeah, a, low, a little low. A little low. Uh, no, no, a little low. Oh, sorry, the kick came in a little low. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, but no, that's that's up for anyone who saw it to decide. That's not for me to assess. Do you, which, which one do you prefer? How about that? Do you prefer your performance center one or your mania one? Oh, I'm gonna have to go with mania. I'm gonna have to go with mania. Cause it was so, um, it almost happened in slow motion, you know, cause I'm sitting there at the commentary desk and Steve looks at me and I'm looking at him. He gave me the whole, Hey, get in here, kid. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. Second time consuming alcohol. <laughs> that's wait. So that's a that's a complete freestyle moment. Yeah, I, and I, you and you also don't drink and never drink, and only drink if Stone Cold Steve Austin offers that's you. That's the drink. only time I drink a beer is when Stone Cold Steve Austin requests me to do so. Yes, that is accurate. 
And so he just gives you the look at mania and he's like, come on, kid, let's do it. And you know that that means I'm going to go drink a beer and then I'm likely getting, I'm getting stunned. If I go drink a beer, I'm also getting stunned. Well, initially, and I, f- I forgot it was that whole skit from Saturday Night Live where it's like, me, me, what? You, yeah, I, so it was that moment. And then it's like nodding. I'm like, oh, okay. Freak, I could not rip that headset off fast enough. <laughs> Hop in the ring and rest is history, man. Are you are you able are you able in a moment like that with all the cool things you've gotten to do? Are you able to kind of process? I'm getting stunned by Stone Cold at Mania. Like, are you able to take it when you're laying there afterwards? Beer all over your face. Yeah. <laughs> are you able to like go? Wow, this is incredible. Not in the moment, but that night, I uh, I did go back to my hotel room and I got a little emotional because I, I just started thinking about all the years and late night drives from city to city and to think that that moment really happened. Um, so yeah, I did, I did, you know, I always try to do that as well whenever something major happens in my career, but to just sit back and thank God and, and, you know, really appreciate the fact that I was able to be a part of it. Uh, what's left on the bucket list for you? 17 years really in the game. You got to learn from Dusty Rhodes. You've gotten stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin. You were called the random black guy that The Rock didn't know. Um, you, you've you've gotten to wrestle a lot. You've obviously gotten to do tons of commentary, interviews. 24-7 uh, champion, much like you. Well, <laughs> I, I, how, long did you have, how long did you have it, Byron? Nine seconds, baby. Nine glorious seconds. <laughs> I <laughs> Never forget. You. I crushed you. Wait, Graves <laughs> took it from you? Is that what it was? I took it from Graves. You took it from Graves, and then who but took it from you? That darn pesky Drake Maverick took it away from me. Oh, Spud, that little son. I know, I know, I know. Um, so, yeah, you've been 24-7 champion. You've done so many fun, fun things. Is it? Do you yearn to wrestle a, 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 another match? What What would it be for you? What would? Is there anything out there for you that's like the dream? I, You know, I don't know. Um... I always tell people that having been a competitor inside the ring, you know, you never necessarily lose that passion for it. So I don't think about it often, but there are times, especially on live events, when I'm sitting there ringside and you're right there in the midst of the action, you go, man, what would it be like to be back in that ring? Um, Not saying that I had this overwhelming desire to get back in the ring because it's, you know, it's a rough lifestyle, um, but you know, there are, there are moments when you miss it. Um, as I look ahead to the future, I, I don't, I don't know. I think I'm at a point right now where I've been able to do so many things. As you said, I've been able to call the WrestleManias. I've been able to work Madison square garden. Um, I've been able to travel the world. So I've, I've been able to check off all these things on my bucket list and then exceed those things. So I think the the coolest thing for me is just not knowing what's next. Because I've been able to like getting stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin. That wasn't on my list. Right. Of things to happen in my life. So I think that's the fun part for me is going, what's next? What else is going to happen? What else am I going to experience? You know, that's going to blow my mind. And who knows? What about, what about, are you interested in uh, a a family and and children and things of that nature? I, I aspire to be a PTA dad. That is, yes. that is one of my goals. You know, um, I got three lovely nieces, but I can't wait if I'm, if I'm blessed enough one day to have kids of my own and, uh, to help guide them and have them pursue my crazy diet and <laughs> feed them broccoli and asparagus for breakfast. No, 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 no. See, see Byron, I was hoping to use this opportunity 
as a way for the ladies out there to see you and have someone go, oh my God, I think I found my dream man. Uh, Don't ruin it by telling them they're going to be stuck eating broccoli and asparagus. Every I'm day. a handful. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm a handful. With, with regard to just diet or other things, or are there other things that I are mean, crazy about you as well? Well, no, I wouldn't crazy is such a, uh, such a harsh description. It has a negative connotation. I apologize. Yeah, very unique. negative connotation. How about unique? How about unique? Unique um, and very uh, driven in terms of certain habits, I would say, you know, working out, whether food. it be dietary, whether it be scheduling, you know, I, I, I'm not the best at veering off track. So like, if I have something I want to achieve, um, I'm a, I'm a planner in that sense. And I have a bad habit of when something throws me off that grid, like I can reset, but it, it takes me a second there to kind of recalibrate my mind. So flexibility, maybe not your number one trait. Not, not the number one trait. Not that I can't be, but it's, it's, it takes it's work. A, yes. Well, listen, I think you'd be a catch. Have you ever been on Christian Mingle? Can we get you on Christian Mingle? I'm not an app guy. You're not <laughs> going to do the apps. I mean, I'll never say never, but it's just, it, you know, I'm still, I guess, kind of old school in that mindset of thinking, yeah, I'm going to walk down Whole Foods and see my wife and it's going to be magical. <laughs> By the way, I'm, I'm still hold, I'm holding out hope, Byron. I have faith in this. And 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 if it happens when that day comes, I would love if JBL officiates your wedding. Ooh, now we're talking. Now we would are. Would that not talking. be an entertaining? Would that not be an APA wedding? Are you kidding me? Well, there would have to be a serious sell job to John to get him to do that. But I'd be on board for it all day long. <laughs> I I think he would do it. I, I think, you know, and that's the thing. I think deep down inside, he has a strong affinity for me, despite what he says in public, in the locker room, on social media, any public <laughs> form that he has. Uh, but I think, I think deep down inside, you know, in, a, in another life, there would have been a, a traveling car during the Attitude Era of John Bradshaw Layfield, Ron Simmons, oh, Teddy didn't. Long. Oh, yeah. And B. Sachs. I, I think about that car. Can you imagine what that would see? What that car would be like, by the way. <laughs> well, let's see. Hold on, I want to try something real quick. Just stay right there for one second. What are we doing? What are we doing? It's nine forty. It's nine forty in the District of Columbia. Hello, Peter Rosenberg. Hey, uh, John Bradshaw Layfield. I'm I'm currently doing an interview with a man you're you're very fond of. I'm going to give you three guesses to figure out who I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know if it's tongue-in-cheek or I don't know if it's actually fond of the guy. <laughs> I, I I think it's both. Interesting. Teddy Long. Oh, oh, for one, though he has been referenced in the conversation. Oh, oh, uh, that's good then. Uh, uh, probably a better introduction for Ron Simmons. Probably not Ron Simmons, right? <sighs> Unfortunately, it is not Ron Simmons. Keep going, though. Another person you respect admire and love uh well it's uh godfather <laughs> over how about the opposite of the godfather it's none other than byron saxton i thought you said i liked it <laughs> john john my homeboy are come on i can barely i can't either are you at his weight because you are that <laughs> john Dude. No, he's in Perth. He's in Perth, Australia right now. He's in Perth, Australia. Anything, any message you want to, you want to send to him, John? 
Yeah, there's a bunch of great white sharks right there. I've, I've surfed up a perk before. Okay. Um, when Nathan Jones walked out of the show, I was on that show, and we went surfing that day. There's a bunch of great white sharks out there. Ask Byron to go swimming. Put on like a bunch of uh, like stuff on him, you know, like uh, liver and liver. You know, guts from fish. Okay. You know, cover himself in that stuff. Yep. And then go swimming and see if he draws any great white sharks. <laughs> then he's going to see them up close. It'd be really cool. And if they eat him, man, what a video. Oh, he'd go viral. He'd go viral. Um, all right, John, I'll relay that message. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. Later, Bill Byron. I hope he has a good time, and that he really. That, that in all seriousness, I do hope he gets eaten by eaten by. <laughs> okay, bye, bye, John. Thanks, Peter. See, sorry, my I, connection if, didn't work, so you could communicate back. Right, with him, but. and understood, and it's probably best. Um, but that's what I'm talking about. You know, John right. has this this defense mechanism about him. Uh, like we talked about earlier, to where he doesn't feel comfortable releasing his true emotions. So That's the moment you put him on the spot, right, in a public forum, right, immediately, I want Byron to get eaten by sharks. Right. When deep down inside, he's thinking, what would my life be like without Byron? Exactly. And privately, privately. I'm sure he would, he would say something much Dude, kinder to you. If I called him right now, we'd have a 30-minute conversation talking about our families, our goals in life. Right. It'd be beautiful. And yet, yet for some reason, anytime another human being's around or there's a public forum, he's wishing for you to be eaten by sharks. Right. It's and not, I, it's unfortunate. No. Uh, but I, I get him. I get John. You know, well, I not get everyone's why he is, does not that. everyone's is developed with, uh, with being in touch with their feelings. Yeah, I'm a people you know reader. I'm a people he's, reader. And he's an old school Texas man. You that's know what why I mean? We, that's why we blend so well. Okay. I he's wonder old, how far we would have had to go. He, what was his order? He said, Teddy Long one. Teddy Long Ron Simmons, Ron Godfather. Simmons. Godfather. Which I forgot to mention, Godfather would be in that car as well. So somebody would have to ride in the trunk. Probably me. <laughs> but, um, but. <laughs> it would be you. Even, this is what's unfortunate about Byron. Even in his fantasy, he still ends up getting tossed in the trunk. It's unfortunate. Uh, Byron, in there for me. I'll be fine. You are the best dude. Have a, I will see you. You and I will be working together. And from when I'm recording this about 18 hours from now, something like that, during the kickoff show, um, have fun down there. I wish I was there. Uh, and 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 have a great, great show. Thanks, dude. Thanks for having me on the show, honestly. It was a privilege. And, I mean, I've always loved working with you. This is my chance to give you your flowers. You oh, stop. are such a down-to-earth guy. You're super talented. You wear a gazillion hats. You talk about me. Like, you're the one. I don't know how you have time to sleep. Um, but, no, I, I am truly honored that you, you know, asked me to be on your show here. No, you're the man, dude. And I, it, it's overdue. And I hope to have you back again. Anytime you feel like there's something you need to get off your chest, this is the place. And I'm telling you, if this ends up leading to you finding the future Mrs. Saxton, I, I just want to be at the wedding. That's all I ask. That's all. Well, I ask. if you're at the wedding and John officiates it, <laughs> dreams really do come true. But then, but then maybe the Godfather has to officiate it. Oh man, gosh, now we're. Oof. Or what about Teddy? I mean, Teddy has wedding experience on yeah, television. So, well, so, yeah, he was getting, so yeah, positive, it didn't go, negative, yeah, so maybe, yeah, it didn't know, go great. Maybe X and A on Teddy at the wedding. X and A on the, the <laughs> Teddy A, yeah. All right, Byron, have a great trip, buddy. You too, man. All right, everyone, make sure you're following The Ringer Wrestling Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and... Get us in the email, of course, rosenbergbeats at gmail.com or find us in the Discord. Go get your tickets on Eventbrite to Cheap Heat Live April 4th from Philly. 
Enjoy the uh, the chamber. I hope you'll be up at 4 a.m. to hang out with me in the middle of the night with Sam Roberts and Megan Morant. Thanks to Byron Saxton. Dip and SUG back next week. Stay mage, everyone. And Troy, enjoy yourself. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage.